1: The Pittsburgh Steelers are a two and a half point favorite in week 18 against the Browns. They're eight and eight. Can they make the playoffs? Can coach Mike Tomlin avoid his first sub 500 season? Something I'll address here on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. Before we get rolling though, today's episode brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of your gambling needs all football season long. You head over to the website betonline.ag today. A lot to wager on use our promo code believe you can see that on your screen right now that's b l e a v to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts the steelers the playoff hopes remain alive after a 16 to 13 win over the baltimore ravens on sunday night football first takeaway is this kenny pickett's the guy the steelers have a quarterback for the future that they can build around in kenny pickett Back-to-back weeks with thrilling finishes where, I'll be honest with you, I don't really think the scheme's been there. I think it's been more you've got a guy with moxie, with swagger, and that the other skilled position players believe in. And he's able to create plays and make things happen. I don't think this was scheme at all. The touchdown pass to Najee Harris, avoiding pass rushers, running for his life, finding Najee. It was a heck of a catch by Harris as well, who had – his first 100-yard rushing game of the 2022 season. And you saw the the pass to Steven Sims on a great leaping grab over the middle in a very tight window. Back-to-back thrilling finishes. You had the Christmas Eve game against the Raiders and last night against the Ravens. And I think the Steelers got a guy. If they want to move on from Matt Canada in the offseason, that's fine. Whoever you want to bring in is going to want to work with Kenny Pickett because – I don't think he has a lot surrounding him right now, particularly up front, the pass protection. But man, when it counts, this is now back-to-back weeks for a rookie quarterback to find a way to get it done and keep this team's playoff positioning alive has been impressive. Now, let me go to... Well, we'll get into the playoff picture here in just a second, but I want to talk a little bit more about last night's game. Najee Harris, first 100-yard game of the season. The Steelers ran through the Ravens number three ranked rush defense last night. Number three. The Steelers had 198 yards on the ground, 111 for Najee Harris. Jalen Warren as well, 76 yards on the ground. And this was an issue when they played the Ravens at the line of scrimmage, controlling the line of scrimmage when these two teams played earlier this season in Pittsburgh and the Steelers made adjustments and they were able to get it done. Kenny Pickett as well, scoring a touchdown against a Ravens defense that hadn't allowed a touchdown at home in the last 15 quarters. And he goes down 80 yards, two drives. He gets a field goal on one punt on the ensuing drive. And then that last drive, finding Najee Harris and making a play something you see in the backyard, but he keeps his eyes down the field. It was downright impressive. So those were the things that really stood out to me. Defensively, I thought TJ Watts' pass rush was relentless off the edge, and that created opportunities on the back end. Minka, Minka Magic, yet again, Minka Fitzpatrick getting the game-winning interception. Okay, so playoff picture. The Steelers' path to make the postseason. Steelers need to beat the Browns in Week 18. Game's going to be at home at Acrisure Stadium. Steelers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite heading in to next Sunday. That's when the game will be. We don't know quite when yet. Recording this on Monday morning, we'll learn later tonight when the Steelers will play on Sunday. But we know they'll play the Browns on Sunday. We just don't know when yet. So Steelers need to beat the Browns. The Bills need to beat the Patriots. And then the Jets would need to beat the Dolphins. Dolphins are clinging for their playoff hopes because they need the Patriots also to lose in week 18. Meanwhile, the Jets are eliminated. So that's going to be a tough game for the Steelers to get in. And then the Bills beating the Patriots, I wanted to go to the line here because the Bills could still be competing for the number one seed in the AFC. We'll see how all that unfolds. Bills open as an eight-point favorite against the Patriots. So you'd think the Bills would be able to get it done against their AFC East opponent. The question be, then leads to, can the Jets beat the Dolphins? In The Jets aren't really playing for anything whereas the Dolphins absolutely must win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Dolphins are a four-point favorite in that one. Steelers had longer shot odds a year ago when the Jaguars had to upset the Colts in the final week of the regular season and the Steelers beat the Ravens in the final week of the 2021 regular season. Now, I think that the Steelers can get it done. I think the Bills should be able to take care of business. That Jets-Dolphins game – Maybe there's more pressure on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins aren't playing very good football right now. But 538 right now, a data and statistical website gives the Steelers a 15% chance for the Steelers to make the postseason. I think the Steelers will get it done against the Browns in Week 18. I just don't think that they're going to need to get the help, uh, the help that they need from those other two games. I think the Steelers probably cut themselves uh they dug themselves too deep of deficit earlier on in the season. So I think Mike Tomlin gets to yet another season where this team has a better than 500 record, but we'll see if the Steelers make it into the postseason because right now they're on the outside looking in. So that's kind of how I see all that shaking out. did remember though, too, last night's game, Lamar Jackson didn't play. So they're going up against Tyler Huntley, and the Steelers only win by three. Able to get it done, but Lamar Jackson didn't play last night. If he plays, maybe some of the red zone struggles that the Ravens have had aren't evident when you have a dynamic playmaker like Lamar Jackson on the field. Thought that penalty on Cam Hayward we got pulled onto the pile and he hit the ref was complete bogus, and it led to the touchdown for the Ravens. It would have been a shame if that would have cost the Steelers the game. And it very nearly did. Chris Collinsworth even brought that up during the broadcast. I didn't think the offensive line gave Pickett nearly enough time. He was running around for his life because the receivers weren't getting separation either. I know that this is a good Ravens defense. It's a Ravens team that's going to be into the in the playoffs. We'll see if Lamar Jackson can come to the rescue for this team, a team that has managed to squeak by in the Ravens week after week after week after week. But this offense drives me nuts. Like on that last drive with Pickett, Why take up 35 seconds to run a quarterback sneak when you're on your own 29-yard line and you need to move the football? And maybe you could say, well, we don't want to give the Ravens more time. It's a do-or-die drive for the Steelers. Why not control the clock and then you can run the clock when you move the ball down the field as you're trying to score a touchdown? That was very frustrating to me when time was, was of the essence. Another thing with this Matt Canada offense I do not understand I know a bit about X's and O's, but I would not say that I'm an expert. Gunnar Osheski going in motion. Wake me up when the Steelers actually give the ball to him. I know he had one rush for six yards, and I know that motion with NFL offenses tips the hand of what an opposing defense is running, what kind of coverage they're in. But the moment I see Osheski go in motion, I know the Steelers aren't going to give him the ball. The one time they did, he got six yards. Okay, that's one play. I know he's not a threat to catch the ball. And I know he's not a threat for, for, for me to guard as an opposing defender. I just don't understand where it's like, if you're going to put him in motion, put him in motion and then give him the ball or whoever you're putting in motion. I know they did it late in the game with Steven Sims as well for like a four-yard gain. Something I do not understand with this Matt Canada offense. Again, if this is in terms of the running game though, that was very effective last night. That was very effective last night, 198 yards rushing. But in terms of the passing game, can he pick 15 to 27, 168 yards? I don't understand that jet sweep motion. Maybe someone can explain that to me. I'll talk about that with Ike when he gets back the next time we talk this next week. Najee Harris has been better since the bye week. It's not just what you're seeing with your eyes, folks. The stats back it up, too. He had eight games before the bye kid eight games after the bye. Let me run you through these stats really quickly because he's been better. It's not just what your eyes are telling you before the bye week, averaging 3.34 yards per carry, 3.3 3 yards per carry before the bye. in the eight games, three touchdowns after the bye week, 4.21 yards per carry, six touchdowns. It's been a night and day difference. He's going North and South. He's been a lot better. Jalen Warren's been very good in spelling him Jalen Warren has carved out a role for himself in this offense as an undrafted rookie Jalen Warren, one of the bright spots of this team in the 2022 season. Najee Harris has been a lot better. Chris Boswell missing a 48 yard field goal off the upright. He did make three. He's had a bad year. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Chris Boswell has had a bad year and he has his lowest field goal percentage since the 2018 season when he was playing injured made 65% of his field goals. I don't know if Boswell's groin is quite right. I know he missed several games earlier this season. I'm willing to let this season slide by, but if he keeps this up next year, if you're one of the NFL's highest paid kickers. 50 yards in any, you got to knock them through. He made three of four last night. I'll give him that, but 48 yarder, especially when points are a premium in a 16 to 13 game, 29 total points between the two teams, got to knock them through and take advantage of the opportunities in an offense that has struggled this season. And there's no doubt about that. Okay, so the Steelers also two and a half point favorite over under at 40 for the Browns game. We'll see how all that shakes out. Steelers need to win, then they need to get some help for the playoffs. We're going to go to what Yins think. We've got two of them today from commenters. Corey Weeks, shout out to Corey Weeks, commented and wrote, something is going to click for Kenny this game. You're going to see a twinkle in his eye and TJ going to get at least one sack Corey borrowed Ike's psychic abilities. Corey called it in terms of Kenny Pickett and then TJ Watt wreaking havoc off the edge. So shout out to Corey. Thank you for the comment. Thank you for weighing in on our YouTube channel. Another question too. Steelers should hire, and this comes from M. Jackson. Steelers should hire Cliff Kingsbury to be OC if Arizona gives him the boot. That's an intriguing idea. That is an intriguing idea because if Matt Canada does in fact go, I've seen reports that he is going to go. Wouldn't be surprised by it. This offense still drives me nuts. Find a way to win, but and I've been impressed by Kenny Pickett, but the offense still drives me absolutely nuts. Frank Wright is another possibility because he worked under Steelers' former offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, with the Arizona Cardinals all the way back in 2012. And he has a lot of experience in this league. I think Frank Reich would be another possibility. We'll see how all that shakes out in terms of the OC. I want to focus on this season right now. But Cliff Kingsbury to the Steelers, we'll see. And this, this is under the assumption that Cliff Kingsbury loses his job in Arizona, which is no guarantee. But I would be inclined to test the waters to see who else you get of offensive coordinator. I also think offensive line is a problem Steelers need to address in the offseason, particularly in the draft. Maybe free agency if you can get the right deal, but the NFL draft is where I'd like to see the Steelers do that. Let me go through a couple of other like week 17 reactions here. Tom Brady and the Bucs back in the playoffs. We'll see how all that shakes out. They didn't look impressive. The NFC South has been an absolute dumpster fire this year. But you get that connection going with Mike Evans. They're a good tandem. Finally have that dynamic playmaker that can stretch a defense. We finally saw it on Sunday. And the Panthers are going to be kicking themselves. For that DJ Moore helmet celebration earlier this year against the Atlanta Falcons. If that keeps the Panthers out of the playoffs this year. Man. A.J. Brown, the Eagles receiver. He's a true alpha. He's a true number one receiver. I don't think he gets nearly enough due. No, the Eagles did not win. Gardner Minshew filling in for Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown had that long touchdown pass. That dude is a beast. We saw him take care of business against our Steelers earlier this year. Jets eliminated, stumble down the stretch. What they're going to do at quarterback is very intriguing because doesn't look like Zach White. Uh, Zach Wilson's the guy. Mike White filling in for Zach Wilson. If you're a Jets fan, though, on the outset of the season if you were, say you we're on the cusp of the playoffs you probably would have taken that earlier in the season but the jets have sputtered on the back half of this season no doubt about that then which NFC team gets in is it going to be the Seahawks is it going to be the Packers is it going to be the Lions I think it's going to be the Packers Packers control their own destiny and it might be as simple as this Aaron Rodgers Geno Smith Jared Goff who you got I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers the Packers In week 18 against the Lions, four-and-a-half-point favorite at home at Lambeau. You're going to bet against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. Regular season Aaron Rodgers, too, mind you. We're not talking playoffs, but regular season? I'm going to go with history has told me. I know the Lions have been impressive this season. I'm going to go with the Packers. Just kind of my observations. We'll see how all this shakes out in terms of the Steelers. Again, playoff picture for the Steelers. Got to beat the Browns. Bills have to beat the Patriots again. The Bills are fighting for the one seed. I like that to happen in the AFC. But then the Jets beating the Dolphins when the Jets really don't have anything to play for. The Jets really don't have anything to play for because they are eliminated from the playoffs. So who's even going to be out there for the Jets? And then maybe the pressure is on the Dolphins because they need to win and then the Patriots need to lose as well. We'll see. We'll see. Again, I'm of the notion right now. I'm going to go with what the stats are telling me. This might not be popular among the fans of believe in Steelers. I think the Steelers will win against the Browns in Week 18. But then the question leads to, can they get help? And you need outcomes in two different games to go in your favor if you're a Steelers fan. But to be even at this position in Week 18 of the season is something I did not expect with this Steelers team that started the season too and six. This has been another edition of Believe in Steelers. Ike Taylor and I will be back later this week to discuss this game to break down the week 18 matchup against the Browns. Really, really exciting stuff and exciting time of the year. It all unfolds in the final week of the season, and Mike Tomlin in his 16th season could avoid a sub-500 record. I didn't think there was any chance of that earlier this year. And to even be in this position is very incredible, and it might be his finest coaching performance since that 2019 season, when you were playing Duck Hodges, a fourth string quarterback who was also undrafted, because remember the Steelers traded Josh Dobbs, Roethlisberger got hurt, and at what point they benched Mason Rudolph, and the Steelers finished eight and eight that season. They're eight and eight heading into the final week of this season. 17-game regular season, and it all comes down to this. My name's Mark Bergen. Thanks so much for watching the Believe in Steelers show. Hope all of you have great Mondays and start to your 2023. Happy New Year. Again, Ike and I will be back later this week breaking everything down. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch. I'll see you next time. Take care. So long, everybody.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.